Today on Truths That Transform. We have in America today going on what may be called culture wars. Social justice is really the marching orders of wokeness as a movement. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Make sure to connect with us on the web for our full array of videos, interviews, and biblical resources at djkm.org, as well as on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for D. James Kennedy Ministries. No doubt you have stood by watching the emergence of the woke movement in America wondering how we've gone so far astray so quickly. The term woke is a slang term that the dictionary now defines as being conscious of racial discrimination in society and other forms of oppression and injustice. Of course, it's good to be aware of sinful racial discrimination, oppression, and injustice. But this movement has redefined all those terms and more. Indeed, As you'll see on today's program, so-called social justice is often the very opposite of true biblical justice. You'll discover the truth and the reason for confidence and hope about our future. We begin with a look at this false notion of social justice that has invaded our culture, giving us things like critical race theory. And even some Christian churches have been complicit. Our own John Rabe has more. You will hear people who oppose racial injustice saying, the remedy is way greater than I can bear. How many times you hear that in a conversation about reparations? Oh, that's going to cost too much. Thabiti Anyabwile was once a staple at evangelical Bible-based conferences like Together for the Gospel and the Gospel Coalition. But more recently, he has begun advocating for race-based conceptions of so-called social justice, as have numerous other Christian leaders. We cannot have the perpetrators of injustice centering themselves in conversations about the redress of injustice. In this notion of justice, the distant descendants of slaveholders are considered guilty of the crimes committed by their ancestors hundreds of years before them, and as a result must simply shut up and pay money in reparations to the distant descendants of victims. But is this actually justice? In Ezekiel, the Lord says to the prophet, The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. It seems that fashionable renderings of modern social justice are out of alignment with the word of God. When you are seeing people talk about 
biblical justice or social justice under that banner, what they're really talking about in many regards is the redistribution of wealth. It's taking from maybe your family where you worked hard and you went to school and you sacrificed for your family and you've saved and earned and you've been generous along the way, but you really were being responsible. And then they come along and say, this person over here perhaps who doesn't have what you have has a right to what you have just because you have more. All that does is point out the sinfulness of human nature. It points out the fact that by nature we are greedy. By nature we want what others have. Social justice is really the marching orders of wokeness as a movement. Social justice is that system of justice that is truly no justice at all. It's just leftism with a new, a new name, a new name, name badge. Uh, it's, it's that system uh, it's, that, it's that ideology that tries to remake society uh, to give deprivileged groups power. As with so many other things, the social justice movement relies on the redefinition of key terms. Nobody would want to be against justice. But the crux of the issue is, how are you defining justice? When somebody says that they are in favor of social justice, ask, what does that mean? Because social justice today can mean sexual radicalism. It means the misuse of the word justice in so many different contexts. After all, we have economic justice. We have environmental justice. We have marriage justice, same-sex marriage. We have income justice, you know, income equality. We have to ask those questions just because the word justice is used doesn't mean that it's a legitimate use of the word. We have to be absolutely aware that the social justice movement is just a movement to move us away from the gospel using a lot of terminology that we would regard as good. You gotta watch the language because what they're using that language for is a completely different movement than biblical Christianity. The problem with talking about justice in these terms is it often is linked to, to leftist social programming and engineering and politics. And again, it's taking on this banner of socialism that we all know is antithetical to biblical Christianity. That's the problem with it. When we're talking about real biblical justice, we're talking about doing good, helping the poor, helping our neighbors, loving our neighbors as ourselves. That's always been part of the Christian witness, but it certainly has not, never been a socialistic endeavor. It's important to remember that most of these modern conceptions of social justice have grown out of a Marxist framework. To say the least, it's odd for Christians to adopt principles of so-called justice that are firmly rooted in Karl Marx's atheism and divorced from the Word of God. Now let's remember that the key to history for Marx was oppression. So what he saw was we should divide people into two groups. There's the oppressors, which it so happens are the whites, and the oppressed, which is the black community. We have to divide them into two groups and we have to think not in terms of the individual, but in terms of the group. And if we divide them in this way, we have to simply create conflict, continual conflict, until the oppressed overcome the oppressors. And that's why critical race theory and all of these ideas of diversity studies are not intended to solve any problems 
Yet this Marxist framework is now being adopted in growing numbers of Christian institutions. Fuller Theological Seminary, for instance, was founded by evangelical giants in the 1940s and had Billy Graham as one of its early trustees. But now, Marxist ideas of social justice are on display there. First, white people in general and white Christians in particular must repent for complicity in systemic sin. This includes a continual recognition of the legacies of colonization, destruction of native peoples, imperialist seizures of land, the transatlantic slave trade, lynching, Jim Crow segregation, and the modern racialized criminal justice system, which have created social structures which still benefit white people and marginalize others. Your church sadly could be becoming woke when you're hearing your pastor say things like, white people should confess their white privilege, or we live in a system of white supremacy, or America is a systemically racist or systemically unjust country. Um, all these kind of ideas are out there today. Uh, I've heard examples of those formulations in numerous pulpits in America. Um, pastors are sadly, tragically, buying into the ideology of wokeness. This so-called woke movement that is infecting even Christian institutions relies on the dubious insights of Marxist critical theory to cast everyone as either oppressor or oppressed, with justice requiring a reversal of those roles based on race, sex, gender, and so forth. This ideology really is its critical theory, critical social justice. Uh, people are talking about critical race theory right now, but all of this is really just a manifestation of this neo-Marxist ideology that takes Marx's ideas, which were primarily economic, and then applies them um, to more broadly um, to, uh, to cultures. Critical theory is a critique, is a criticizing of our system, seeking to undermine it and to replace it with a socialistic paradigm. But critical theory, out of that comes critical race theory, out of that comes liberation theology, social justice, intersectionality, cancel culture, all of that are tools in the Marxist box for one purpose, to cause division and chaos. For them, out of chaos comes a new order. The Christian left has really uh, replaced the trinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with the, the, the Marxist deities of diversity, acceptance, and social justice. And, and you know, we see that really uh, uh, behind every corner. And we have Christian pastors. I mean, there's a, there's a large church in my area uh, that has started teaching CRT concepts, critical race theory, from the stage. And basically dividing people between, you know, you're either an oppressor or oppressed. Uh, this is just a, it's just a neo-form of Marxism that's being presented. There are major organizations, major evangelical organizations and ministries that have either refused to speak out against this um, or have begun to espouse some of these ideologies or have just outright fallen prey. And it's amazing to me the number of Christian ministries um, that fall into that latter category. I hear from people all the time um, who are either contemplating leaving or have left some of these organizations because they're pushing CRT and intersectionality and critical social justice, um, and it's really sad. Churches and Christian organizations are now being faced with a stark choice. Adopt the fashionable theories of social justice arising out of Marxism or stand upon the word of God against the culture.
You have people standing on either side of a fault. The big one's coming, and, and when it does, uh, it's going to be catastrophic. And uh, I think we're seeing that. I think we're seeing families divided, and churches divided, and ministries, and whole denominations and universities being divided over this issue. And I think more significantly, that there are people who are going to be shipwrecked in their faith because of embracing this ideology that's antithetical to biblical truth. When we talk about the church in America, you've got to recognize that there are two churches in America. There is the biblical church who believe in the inerrancy and infallibility of the scriptures, and they hearken to the voice of Christ, and they take their marching orders from Christ. Then there's the cultural church. The cultural church is more concerned about the culture, and they adhere to the political correctness of the hour and bow the knee to tolerance. The church cannot submit on these issues. We cannot interpret the Bible in light of the culture. What we have to do is to interpret the culture in light of the Bible. When it comes time to vote, do you know how the party platforms compare to God's Word? Our free, downloadable comparison chart of the major party platforms and God's Word is available at djkm.org forward slash platforms compared. This chart topically shows where the Republican and Democrat parties fall on issues of Christian concern such as human life, marriage, religious liberty, border security, and much more. Download your comparison of the parties on key moral issues right away for free at djkm.org forward slash platforms compared. Of course, Christians have a concern for matters of justice. Indeed, we have access to the person and words of God, and he is the very standard of justice. It's only by the light of his holy character and nature that we even know right and wrong, just and unjust. But unfortunately, many today are ignorant of God, and even many Christians have wandered away from God's word, instead adopting the passing fads of man and substituting them for truth. As a result, there is a split in America between those who believe in biblical notions of good and evil and those who think man is the measure of all things. Many have called it a culture war, as Dr. D. James Kennedy explains. We are engaged today in what they call culture wars. And I have no doubt that there is a certain legitimacy to that term, that there is indeed a culture war going on in America. But one thing that you never hear from the media is who started the war, right? Who did? Well, it's interesting that because of the blatant censorship that has gone on in our schools, colleges for over a generation, we have a vast multitude of people who know nothing about the real founding of this country. Now, last night, I had the opportunity to stand before a whole room full of cameras and uh, television news people and newspaper 
reporters and magazine reporters and answer their questions. And one thing was very obvious. The idea that this nation was founded as a Christian nation was totally unbelievable to them. And I have learned over the years that it's almost a waste of time to talk to them because nothing good that you say is going to penetrate their censorship grid and any good points you make will undoubtedly fall on uh, the floor of the censors at the television studios and they will only use whatever they feel they can twist to present their point of view. They don't realize that what has happened is that this country who, which for 300 years was a Christian nation since the pilgrims landed here and in the last 50 years an increasing assault by atheists and agnostics and secularists and humanists of every communist, every stripe imaginable, they have had this unceasing barrage of attack against all of the Christian institutions of this country and have been enormously successful in taking over the entire public education system, taking over most of the media. In 1850, almost every newspaper in this country was operated, run, published by Christians. When did you last pick up a Christian newspaper? And we are simply saying it's time for Christians to defend the spiritual liberty and values that made this nation great. We didn't start the war. We didn't start it, but by the power of God's Holy Spirit, by the power of his gospel, by Christian men and women being committed to share the power of that gospel, which is the only power that can transform lives, we, by his grace, are going to end it. I pray that even this conference may be a turning point as Christians begin to realize the time is now long past to begin to do something to change this land. What can we do? Very quickly, two things. I've said them a thousand times. I'll say them again because they're the two things that God tells us to do. There is the Great Commission, first of all, that we need to proclaim the gospel of Christ to every creature. We are told to go out on the offensive and proclaim the gospel of Christ. How long will we continue in this disobedience? Refusing to do the central thing that Christ told us to do, to proclaim the gospel to a lost, immoral, increasingly anti-Christian, anti-God world. The early Christians faced a pagan Roman Empire. We had a Christian patrimony and a Christian nation, and we've let it sift through our fingers. Secondly, in addition to proclaiming the gospel, we've got to obey the cultural mandate to take the principles of Christ to every sphere of society, to get involved 
Increasingly, people are withdrawing, as they have been withdrawing for the last half century or more in this country, and leaving the running of all of our institutions to the ungodly. We need to get involved in every single sphere of the life that we live in this nation. Dear friends, as we go from this conference, may we go with a new determination that we are going to serve Christ, we are going to make him known, and we are going to become a part in some way of this society in which we live to do something to change it back, to reclaim America for Christ. Will you do that? Do something toward that end that you haven't done before. Unless we have people who have that commitment, there is no hope for this country. Hello, I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy. Those words from my father, spoken many years ago, seem quite prophetic now. The culture war that he spoke about has shifted into high gear in recent years. So-called progressives work to pit us as Americans against each other along racial, economic, and gender lines. And they're erasing our history, slandering America as the product of so-called white supremacists. Our nation is in a dangerous place, and the only way it will turn around is by God's grace poured out through the work of his people. Too many Christians sitting on the sidelines is what has gotten us to this dangerous point to begin with. Don't let that be you. We want to equip you to understand and respond to the cultural Marxism that is flooding America today. That's why we've published the concise booklet, Grand Deceptions, Six Lies About Critical Race Theory by John Rabe, and we'll send it to you as our way of saying thanks for your generous donation. This booklet looks at some of critical race theory's biggest lies, like your race is the most important thing about you, America is being overrun by white supremacists, and critical race theory is compatible with American ideals, among others. These are all false, and you'll find out the truth in Grand Deceptions, Six Lies About Critical Race Theory. And if you're able to give a generous gift of $50 or more, we'll send you that booklet plus the explosive new movie, Whose Children Are They? This DVD documentary exposes the false, dangerous, and hidden agenda at work in America's schools. It features commentary from teachers who've been inside the schools, as well as other frontline experts. You'll be shocked and outraged to discover the extent to which poisonous and anti-American ideas like critical race theory, radical gender ideology, and outright sexual deviancy are being taught to our children and you'll be empowered to help bring about change. And as you heard my dad say, if we don't do something to change things, we're going to see peace and prosperity utterly demolished in our nation. You only need to look around to see how dangerously close we already are. It is vitally important that you and I know the dangerous and deadly ideas that Marxist and atheist educators are teaching our children from kindergarten to college. Please stand with us in the battle for truth with a much needed gift to share God's love, give hope, and send a warning to our land. The future of our nation is at stake. We'll send you our eye-opening booklet, 
Grand Deceptions, Six Lies About Critical Race Theory as thanks for your generous donation. And the booklet plus the powerful documentary film, Whose Children Are They? as thanks for your generous gift of $50 or more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339, or call toll-free 877-962-7677, or go online to djkm.org. Critical race theory is just one of many branches of critical theory that are infecting our body politic today. At root, these theories claim to bring about social justice, but in reality, they are the furthest thing from justice. You see, our progressive culture has hijacked the word justice, and sadly, as mainline Christian denominations have increasingly strayed from the word of God, they have often endorsed and promoted this false, secular view of justice. So what is the difference between social justice, promoted by our secular culture and liberal Christian denominations, and justice according to the Word of God? It's the standard. When speaking of justice, what is your standard? Biblical justice is upholding the standard of God's absolute and objective righteousness, the law of God. You can never separate biblical justice from God's righteousness. So-called social justice has no true standard. It's based on ever-shifting, subjective human opinion. The progressive idea of social justice really rests in the eye of the beholder. It's completely subjective, and as a result, it becomes relative justice. This, for instance, is why suddenly critical race theory teaches that it is not only okay to discriminate on racial grounds, it is necessary and admirable. In the progressive bastion of Minneapolis, the school system and the teachers union just agreed to a plan that if layoffs are needed, white teachers will be let go first. This is pure racism masquerading as justice, but it's common in the secular conception of social justice. This is what happens in a culture when we neglect and reject true biblical justice which is the upholding of God's standard of righteousness, his objective, absolute truth, and we instead embrace a critical, secular, social justice. You divide the culture between the oppressed and the oppressor, which is atheistic Marxism in action and exactly what we see playing out. As Christians, do we want justice? You bet we do, but not as the world defines it. The secular culture's idea of justice is a rudderless ship running aground and destroying everything in its path. Instead, our cry for justice is, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Period. God is the one who brings justice, and he is the one who tells us what justice is in his word. The psalmist writes, Let the nations be glad and sing for joy for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Without God and his word, there is no justice. There is only injustice, which is exactly what's being perpetrated by the new social justice warriors. But we Christians can be confident following the God who judges the people with true equity. 
I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, I invite you to visit us at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church. And you can always live stream with us from anywhere at crpc.tv. You can find past live streams of our services there as well. Thank you for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. The reality is children don't grow up racist. They are taught racism. And CRT, Critical Race Theory, is teaching racism to a whole new generation. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.